Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi there. My name's Charlie, and I helped an elderly homeless guy. I ended up inheriting his fortune and marrying his two daughters. But first things first, shout out and credit to Shadow Savior. Today's story is inspired by your title idea. Remember to post your new title ideas in the comments below. It needs to be an original story, something we haven't done already. Give a like to the ones you would like to see animated. For the most active members to create very popular titles, we will contact you to join a secret server on Discord to offer you behind-the-scenes access. For now, let's jump straight into today's thrilling story. I love dogs. I don't really know anyone who doesn't. In my opinion, if you don't like animals, you can't be trusted. Unfortunately, I've never had one. A dog, I mean. Or any pet, actually. And that's because my parents hate having animals in the house. Even when my aunts or cousins come to visit, and they mistakenly bring their pets to stay with us, my mom and dad would turn them away, or insist that they stay at a hotel, or leave their animals at pet daycare. It's no wonder none of them come to visit anymore. One day, I tripped on a leash on my way home from school, and I almost fell onto some homeless guy. But luckily, I regained my balance. When I looked back, I realized that the dog tied to the leash was standing by the side of the road, and it looked like it was about to run into traffic. The homeless guy who was holding the leash was fast asleep and lost his grip. I had a split second to move, and I saw an oncoming speeding car. By some weird magic, I grabbed the leash in time, and I was able to pull the dog out of harm's way. I made sure to tie the dog tightly to the hobo's side. The guy didn't even stir in his sleep. And then, I left after stuffing ten bucks in his pocket. The next day, I passed by the hobo and his dog again. This time, the guy was awake, and his dog recognized me and greeted me as I passed by. I went into a nearby cafe and gave the guy a cup of hot chocolate and a couple of snacks for him and his pet. It was winter and it was already starting to snow, so the next day, I made sure to bring a couple blankets and a coat I wasn't using anymore. But when I turned the corner to their usual spot, they weren't there. I asked around and the cafe told me they shooed him away because he was ruining the ambience. I never bought anything from that cafe again. I looked everywhere for the old man, but eventually, I found him and his dog at a nearby park. He was shivering so much that I ran to help him out and wrapped him in my coat. I was so scared that he wouldn't make it through the night that I helped him up and offered to have him stay at our shed in the backyard. 
I had to sneak him in, because my parents would kill me if they found out I let a dog into their house. Much more if they found out I was keeping a hobo in the shed. I just wanted to help him get better and stronger, until he could take care of himself and his dog again. And it was a really cold winter, so I didn't feel like I could just leave them to freeze out there. Harold and I became friends. He was really grateful for what I did. His dog's name is Tico, and he was the most adorable dog. Harold told me a lot of stories. He told me about his life. I don't really know which parts of it were real or which parts were just ramblings. Cause, well, Harold says the weirdest things. Like how he has this massive company and two daughters. And that he owns a massive farm where they have all sorts of animals. But whenever I ask him where to find his family or his home, he just spaces out and then completely forgets what we talked about. I figured it was just stories. For a while, I was so scared my parents would find out. But they hardly ever checked the backyard. So after a while, the old man was well enough to make his way to a shelter. Unfortunately, the shelter didn't allow animals, and Harold couldn't just leave the poor dog. So I took care of Tico, just for a bit, just until Harold could get things going for himself. But then, my parents found out, and boy did they freak out. How long have you been keeping this dog in the shed? Mom, just calm down. It's just for a couple of weeks. I'm just watching him for a friend. What? What friend? He's... It's a long story. I don't care how long that story is. You tell me right now who gave you the permission to let a filthy animal into this house. Oh boy, if they weren't happy about the dog. I can only imagine what they would say about Harold staying in the shed. Throw that dog out. Give it back to its owner or throw it out. What? No, I can't do that. My friend needs me to take care of him. I can't just... You can't what? I am telling you to get rid of that animal right now, or you're going with it. I thought they were just bluffing. I thought they didn't mean it. So I pretended to take Tico out but I sneaked him back into my room when my mom and dad were asleep. But then, I woke up to my mom dragging me out of bed. She had murder in her eyes. What did I tell you, you stupid child? Mom, stop! What are you doing? Get up! Get up, you stupid boy! This animal dirtying my carpet! Dirtying the house! You let it sleep on the bed I clean! Mom, stop! You're not the one who cleans anything in this house! I clean everything! I felt her slap almost dislocate my whole jaw. How dare you talk back! You want to stay with the dog? You stay with the dog. Outside of this house. Get out. Mom and Dad threw me out. And I didn't know what to do. Or where to go. So in the middle of the night, I made my way to the shelter where Harold was. And I slept outside until it opened in the morning. Harold's mind was clear again. And as soon as he saw me there, he was so sorry that taking care of him and Tico got me in trouble. He promised to help me once he got back to his family. I didn't even want him to feel like he owed me. I just didn't know what to do. I just tried to help someone and I ended up being homeless. But it turned out, karma did exist. Because while I was thinking about where I could go and which friends would help me, I saw a newspaper blowing in the wind. And it had Harold's face on it. The thing was over five years old. And the shock I felt when I saw the headline made my head spin. Billionaire tycoon still missing, the headline said. Harold wasn't kidding. It wasn't just stories. I could hardly believe it. I ran to him. I was so excited. Harold, I found them. I found your family. With a couple calls and help from the local radio station, Harold and Tico finally got reunited with their family. And I was just happy to see them both back with their loved ones. But before I could leave them, I felt a hand on my shoulder. Did you really think I would just let you go and live on the streets like that? It was Harold. And he insisted that he needed to thank me for all I did for him. You are homeless because you helped the stranger and his dog. Now, you get the reward for your kindness. Harold flew me to his mansion. He introduced me to his daughters, and he told me I could stay at his house for as long as I wanted. 
He gave me a job at his company, and he treated me as if I was his own son. I tried really hard not to fall for his daughters, but they were just so kind and beautiful that I couldn't help it. I was so scared that Harold would find out and he'd feel betrayed. But when he did find out, he reacted in a way that surprised me. Why would you want to hide that you're attracted to my daughters? I... I thought you would want someone better for them. Who is better than the man who took a strange man and his dog from the streets and nursed him back to health? Who is better for my daughters than the man who saved my life and reunited me with my family? That's how I ended up dating Vanna and Marion. Soon enough, I ended up marrying both of them. And the funny thing is, they never get jealous. They love me and I love them. Simple as that. And Harold was really happy that I ended up marrying his kids. So happy in fact that he ended up telling me that I was going to be in his will. He said I was going to inherit his fortune when he was gone. I only ever saw my parents once after all that. They crashed my wedding. And they demanded that I pay them for raising me. They begged Harold for money. They told him he should pay them because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be alive to save his life. With one clap of his hands, Harold had his security guards remove those horrible people from the property. Ever since I was in high school, I wanted to start my own business. The idea of becoming the boss of my own company and managing a group of employees under me really fascinated me. When I told this to my dad, he looked at me as if I had lost my mind. Ethan, just focus on your studies and find a proper job. You already know that we can't afford to invest in some risky business. He shook his head. It's already hard enough to pay for your school. I never asked you to invest, Dad, I told him. I've done some research, and I think I can take out a loan, and... You'll do no such thing, Dad suddenly interrupted me. We're already under a huge debt. Don't make things worse. That was the end of the conversation. It was clear that my family wasn't going to support me in my decision. So, I moved out as soon as I turned 18. I only had a meager amount of savings with me, which I used to rent a small room in a shady part of the city. And obviously, I didn't have money for college, so that was out of the question. But I wasn't going to give up on my dream. I spent about two weeks in my cramped room, forming a business plan and presentation. I was confident about my ideas. Now, I just had to impress the bank manager and take out a loan to get started. I was stopped at the entrance of the bank by the security guard, he measured me from head to toe, narrowing his eyes at my clothes. This isn't a place for homeless people. Eh, go back, he sneered. I excuse me? I glared at him. Is that how you talk to your customers? I'm here for some work. He blocked my way and started arguing with me. Just then, a man wearing a crisp black suit stepped out of the bank. My eyes fell on his ID card. He was the bank manager, Daniel. What's going on? What's all this ruckus? Daniel frowned and then took in my appearance. What's with those filthy clothes? Who allowed you to come here? I was shocked at his tone. Um, I'm sorry, but how does my coming here relate to my clothes? I'm just a regular customer of this bank, and I wanted to take out a loan for my business. I made a detailed proposal and wanted to discuss it with you. Daniel started laughing. 
<laughs> Are you serious? Customer of this bank? I bet you don't even have a single penny in your account. That was true, but he didn't have to humiliate me for it. Who the heck made this rude guy the bank manager? He snatched the papers containing the business details from my hand and tossed them in the dustbin. I froze in my spot, unable to form words. Stop wasting my time, he yawned. This bank is no place for illiterates like you. The security guard started dragging me away from the entrance. My body was trembling with rage. You're going to regret this, I yelled at Daniel. I'll come back again and get you kicked out of here. Then we'll see who's the real illiterate one here. He just rolled his eyes. Yeah, 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 keep dreaming. I got back home and fell into despair. What happened at the bank was something I could never have anticipated. That guy not only insulted me, but also belittled my dreams. I was feeling hopeless and defeated. When my doorbell suddenly rang. That was weird. I never get visitors. I opened to find two women standing in front of me. Um, hi, I'm Jessica, Daniel's wife, and this is my daughter, Bella. The older lady introduced while pointing toward her daughter. I crossed my arms across my chest. What? Did Daniel send you to ridicule me further? Go ahead and make fun of my living conditions. I want to see what you come up with. Oh, no. Please, don't lump me together with that loser. Bella made a face. I'm already ashamed to be related to him. Huh? Was she being serious? We saw everything that happened at the bank, Jessica said sadly. I'm really sorry about Daniel. I must have been really out of my mind when I fell in love with that man. Seriously, Mom? Bella sighed, touching my arm. You should have chosen someone like Ethan. He's so cool and composed, not to mention insanely smart. Jessica smiled. Well, I can always choose him now. My eyes widened. Uh, just what was going on? Both of them started laughing when they saw how puzzled I was. Sorry to confuse you. I was talking about your business proposal. Jessica waved some papers in front of me. Bella and I picked it out from the trash, and it was definitely worth it. This is a genius plan. We're interested in investing. My jaw dropped. Uh, wait, what? You mean you want to fund my startup? Yes, Ethan. Bella nodded, coming closer to me. We really like your ideas. And I think it's going to be successful. If funding is the problem, then leave it to us. Could this day get any more bizarre? First, I was kicked out by the bank manager, and now his wife and daughter wanted to help me? Well, I wasn't complaining. It's not like I had anything to lose, so I thanked them and agreed to their suggestion. And within the next few days, I had my own office in front of the very same bank that had refused my entry. Bella and Jessica may have helped me with it, but I was still very careful not to waste a single penny. My lifestyle hadn't changed. I was surviving on instant noodles and wearing rag-like clothes. Any and every profit that I made from my business was reinvested back into it. Of course, my work didn't go unnoticed by Daniel. Him and his stupid colleagues were obsessed with me. Yeah, obsessed is the right word for it. 
they couldn't just leave me alone. They made it a point to stop by my office every day and make sarcastic comments in front of my clients and customers. Thankfully for me, my clients had brains and didn't pay attention to them. One day, they played a really humiliating prank on me. I came to my office and was bathed with dirty sewage water as soon as I opened the door. I heard loud laughter and looked up to find Daniel and his friends watching me and clicking pictures on their phone. <laughs> Would you look at that? Is that a new trend among homeless people these days? Daniel sneered. <laughs> your childishness makes me believe that you're back in 8th grade, Daniel. I smirked. Make sure you take your lessons properly this time. Don't want you growing into an illiterate and immature adult again. Daniel fisted his hands, looking embarrassed as his colleague snickered at him. But how dare you? Do you think you can- Tad, stop this nonsense! Bella came rushing to my side and gasped when she saw my state. Bella? Uh, what are you doing here? Daniel asked in surprise. I'm here to see Ethan, she replied angrily. I can't believe I just witnessed you pulling pranks on a guy who's like half your age. Are you really that insecure? Uh, 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 what? Daniel's eyes flashed. How can you take his side? I'm your dad. I wish you weren't, Bella yelled at him, and I felt sorry for her. I glanced around and noticed Jessica standing in a corner and watching everything silently. She seemed to be equally mad, but her eyes were glued onto Bella's hand that was holding mine. Why did she seem... jealous? Maybe I was just imagining things. I see now! You've been using my daughter's kindness for this crappy business of yours! Daniel glared at me. No matter what you do, you'll never be worthy of her! Don't even get any funny ideas in your head! Shut up! You have no right to say that! Bella intervened. Daniel just huffed and walked away, his minions following after him. Bella turned to me with sad eyes. I'm so sorry, Ethan. You don't deserve to be treated this way. It's fine. It's not your fault anyway. You've already done a lot for me, and I'm really grateful. I can't wait until the day I can pay you back. Bella opened her mouth to protest, but was interrupted by Jessica, who came and just hugged me without warning. Whoa! I'm really dirty right now! I exclaimed. I don't care! Let me just have this moment, Ethan! Jessica sobbed. I'm feeling so ashamed on my husband's behalf! Bella pulled her away from me. Mom, are you crazy? Go and talk to your husband if you're that concerned. Leave Ethan alone. Jessica frowned. You're still a kid, Bella. Stay out of this. I watched the two of them in shock as they argued back and forth. Why did it feel like they were competing over me? Whatever. Jessica turned away from Bella and handed me a business card. This is the bank director's contact. He's a really good man. You should talk to him. After she left, Bella grabbed my hand. Ethan? I'm not as influential as my mom, and I can't do much to help you. But I really like you. Will you go out with me? I'd understand if you want to say no. Why would I say no, silly? I smiled and shook my head. I like you too, Bella. And no, it's not because you're helping me or because you're rich. I like you as a person. It'd be a pleasure to date you.
That's how Bella and I started dating. Jessica didn't seem very pleased with this and tried to always cause a rift between us. But I ignored her and focused on my business, which had really taken off within a matter of weeks. I was now rich enough to live in a bungalow, wear branded clothes, and drive a Lambo. People were queuing up in front of my workspace for job interviews. The same bank employees who used to mock me were now jealously eyeing my Lambo. Some even applied for a job in my company, but of course I had no use for jerks like them. Now there was only one thing left to do. Meeting the bank director with a very special business proposal, I entered the bank, only to come face to face with Daniel again. Who let you in? You won't get any loan from this bank! He shrieked. Security! Throw him out! I'm here to meet the director, I said calmly. This world doesn't revolve around you. Get out of my way. But he didn't listen. Once again, the security guard dragged me out. My employees were enraged to see this and started a massive protest rally right outside the bank. Daniel's face went pale. I bet he wasn't expecting this. The media arrived to cover the protest, and moments later, the director arrived too. He immediately walked up to me and escorted me inside. Daniel was sweating buckets at this point. My meeting with the director was not about getting a loan, but rather, I wanted a stake in the bank. Everything went smoothly, and I was able to sign the deal. Everyone was summoned inside, and the director announced me as the majority shareholder. And so the power to take decisions is with Mr. Ethan, he told everyone. And I almost laughed out loud when I saw Daniel's face. He knew he was doomed. This bank will now work on providing loans to young entrepreneurs. And we want employees who recognize talent. And you? I pointed at Daniel. You're fired. And so are your minions. What? You can't do this! He protested. He can, and he did, Bella said, coming to my side and flaunting her engagement ring to the crowd. What do you think now, Dad? Isn't he very worthy of me? She let out a sarcastic smile. Daniel was speechless. Just then, there was a loud shriek and Jessica emerged from the crowd, looking frustrated and angry. And I'm leaving you, you sorry excuse of a human! She tossed the divorce papers at his face. I couldn't help but recall the day I had first met him. I told him he'd regret it. The doors to the mansion opened, and in walked two stylists. They had five assistants each, and each assistant pushed two racks of designer clothes, accessories, and shoes. In no time, our living room turned into a walk-in closet of the finest in French and Italian fashion. Oh. My. God. I could get used to this. I want the red Chanel dress! You wish. I saw it first. Fine. You have it. It won't fit you anyway. My new stepmom and stepsister's eyes grew wide. If they could drool right then and there, they would have. I could see the envy, the greed in their faces. They had never seen someone spend that much for clothes. They had never seen anyone be treated like a VVIP. But for me, that was how every day went. My name's Ewan, and I was fortunate enough to be born into a very fortunate family. I lived like a prince since I was a baby, but that doesn't mean I'm spoiled. My mom and dad made sure I grew up knowing the value of a dollar, and how every single cent I spent needed to be something I worked for. Doesn't mean I don't spend it on ridiculous things, just means I worked hard to spend ridiculously. 
One of the downsides of being mega rich is that I'm constantly surrounded by the wrong people. Sure, I have close friends that I've trusted forever, but there's always people who will try to take advantage of me. A lot of them are girls who want a shortcut to an easy life. Newsflash! Money doesn't make life easier. When I was in high school, the most popular and prettiest girls asked me to prom. I said yes to one of them, thinking I'd met the love of my life. Turned out, she just wanted to get a ride on my Porsche so she could have an awesome entrance on the red carpet. The moment we went into the venue, she barely spoke another word to me. She just left me there. <sighs> Alone. She even told everyone why she asked me to prom, and it was really embarrassing to be used for your money. I developed a really low self-esteem after that. Fast forward to a decade later, and I'm still dating girls who just want what they can get from me. My girlfriend Serena used to be really sweet, but the moment she learned how much money my dad had, that's all she cared about. She would go on massive spending sprees using my card. If I didn't get her what she wanted, or if I don't give her the most lavish gifts, she would pout and give me the cold shoulder. There was one time when she didn't talk to me for a whole month just because I forgot to buy her the right bracelet she wanted. That same weekend, she cheated on me with my best friend just to teach me a lesson. <sighs> but what can I do? I love her. And I guess that's why I date who I date. Because throughout my life, I was never able to believe that someone would love me for who I am. Not for my bank account. I was the only child, so the girls I attracted tended to be those who wanted to marry an heir. I say, was, because now Dad has brought home a new mom for me and two stepsisters. I'm getting really bad vibes from them. I don't know why. I can't quite put a finger on it. But I just feel like there's something... off with them. Anyway, my stepmom's name is Lori, and her two daughters are Cheyenne and Kayla. They just appeared out of nowhere one day. Dad said he met Lori in Vegas. <sighs> Says it's all a blur. They must have fallen in love and were in a whirlwind romance, because Dad said he woke up in his hotel one day and they were married. So anyway, he brought them to our house so they can live there too. They said they had their own businesses and that they come from money. But I'm protective of my dad. He's got a weak heart especially after mom passed. So I sent a private investigator to find out the truth. And the truth will shock you, because I found out that they had no money. They were all flat out broke. And even more, my stepmom and my stepsisters are not related at all. Yep. Dad had been hoodwinked, scammed into welcoming even more gold diggers into our house. What's worse is now that dad's health is declining, They've got their eyes on me. I guess Dad didn't put them in the will. I didn't have the heart to tell him the truth. I regret that I didn't. I just didn't want him to go while being heartbroken. So their only hope of getting Dad's money is if they fooled his heir, too. Well, joke's on them, because I was two steps ahead. Only a week after we said goodbye to Dad, Tori began making her feelings known. And when my pretended stepsisters saw that Tori was making her move, they kicked into high gear, too. Suddenly, I had three gold diggers after me. Well, four, since we need to count my actual girlfriend. They actually got into a catfight one evening because Serena caught Lori, Kayla, and Cheyenne hitting on me. What is this? What in the name of Sweet Home Alabama is happening? 
Why are your stepmom and stepsisters trying to kiss you? Babe, it's not what it looks like, I swear. They've been trying to get me to dump you. I was trying to push them off, but they won't leave me alone. How is this disgusting? Hello? We have as much of a right to him as anyone does. Ugh, gross. You're like decades older than him. And you're his mom. Step mom. We're not even related. And she's not our mom. You think this beauty could ever come from that old hag? How dare you talk to me like that after I included you in this gig? I will marry Ewan and you'll never get your share of the money. Excuse me. I'm like, right here. Hello? I'm his actual girlfriend. If anyone's entitled to becoming his wife and inheriting all the money, it's me. Get out of here, you filthy gold diggers. I'd had it. I couldn't stand listening to people fight over money. None of them wanted to be with me. All they cared about was being rich. I wanted to explode. I wanted to tell them all to get out of my life. But I had a better idea. What they didn't know is that I told my girlfriend exactly what time to go to my house. She would catch them. And she would confront them. And it would lead to my plan. So, you're all fighting over me, but there can only be one winner. So, why don't you compete for real? The winner gets a date with me. A chance to prove why you deserve to be my wife. I'll smoke the competition. <laughs> As if, old timer. Are you kidding me? I'm the prettiest here. Of course I'll win. Why do I even have to compete? I'm already your girlfriend. The game's already begun. There's no turning back. Everything you do from now on will be judged by me. To start with... I'm hungry. And there's nothing for dinner. That was probably the first time I ever saw any of them in the kitchen, before they would just let the maids do any work. And now, they were rushing to make the best dinner they had ever made in their lives. Tori made roast chicken with vegetables. Cheyenne made sushi. Kayla made dumplings and noodles. And Serena... Well... She made something that kinda resembled food. I think it was beef? They were all barely edible, but still I had to choose a winner. So, I chose Kayla. Simply because I liked dumplings and not because hers were any good. The next test came two days later, when I was having a craving for a specific kind of grapes. Ones that you could only find in northern Japan. The girls panicked. Tori called every grocer in the country. Kayla visited every vineyard for miles around. Meanwhile, Cheyenne called up all her contacts in the restaurant business, contacting all the specialty food suppliers she knew. Serena borrowed money from her parents to fly all the way to Japan to buy the grapes. Tori didn't find any. Neither did Kayla. Cheyenne found me the right grapes, and Serena... <sighs> well, she came back a day late looking like an anime character and showing up with regular grapes she got from the convenience store. It seemed she spent all that money on other things and ran out of it. So in the end, I had to eliminate her from the game. The next competition was something I loved to do. Sailing. The girls all got their own catamarans and they had to race to get to me. 
I waited for them in the middle of the ocean in my mega yacht, and whoever got there first would go to the finals. From the shore alone, it was chaos. Cheyenne couldn't even get off the shore because she was too scared of the water. And even though Tori and Kayla had already technically won, they still battled it out. The funny thing is, as they raced towards me, Tori kept trying to crash into Kayla's boat, throwing her off course. She even boarded her vessel and sabotaged her, cutting off her main sails. Tori, of course, won, and she got to enjoy the afternoon on the yacht. I decided she won the whole thing since the other two were disqualified for never reaching the yacht. And I took Tori out on the most extravagant dates on Monaco. I shut down an entire restaurant overlooking the harbor and the sunset. I ordered all the most expensive food, the priciest drinks, and at the very end, the gold-dusted premium desserts only the richest can afford. Tori had an amazing time. She gorged herself on everything. She felt victorious. She was so certain that she was going to be the wife of a billionaire. Until I got up from the table. So? You've won. Congratulations! You've proved that you're the best gold digger. You were willing to go to any lengths to get my money. I have to compliment you on your dedication. Anyway, I look forward to our wedding. Now if you'll excuse me, I have to go to the little boy's room. Go ahead. I'll be here, waiting for my prince. And she waited, and waited, until the restaurant closed, because I simply slipped out, ran to my yacht, and sailed away. I left her there, stuck with the restaurant bill for a 100,000 bucks, and stuck in Monaco with no way to go home. After all, the best gold digger should be able to find her way out of it. Thanks to that experience, I met my future wife while sailing home. She was kind and funny. She worked on my yacht, and she didn't even know I owned it. We spent a lot of time together on the trip home. We fell in love. And, at the end, I told her who I was. And then I asked her to be my girlfriend. <laughs> she said yes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.